0: And now, a thoroughly good podcast with John Jacob. I've been in touch with an old acquaintance recently, someone who I first met ten years ago at an evening class. That evening class was... Uh, a remarkable thing. It was a gateway to uh, a different world. It was a peek inside a room that I I had never even considered before. That's what that evening class was. It was an incredibly exciting time and that was where I met this acquaintance. We all had a terrific time together or at least I felt like we all had a terrific time together creating stuff. It was It was a hint at how things could be, it was a glimpse into a different world, it was as though we were standing on a boat looking at the approaching headland and thinking, cannot wait to get there. Somehow, in the intervening years, the boat has not ended up at the headland, it has gone off somewhere else and we've all got onto different boats and we've all gone in different directions. And making contact with this acquaintance again has prompted me to to reflect on where he is, what he's doing, how he feels and somehow comparing where I am, what I'm doing and how I feel about it. I'm fascinated at how the direction changed, why it changed and whether there's still a desire to get back on that original journey I'm 43 and I'm doing colouring in I'm doing colouring in I have a massive picture of a Christmas tree drawn out in black and white just a line drawing of a Christmas tree and decorations and and banners uh, set against uh, a simple wallpaper which in itself is printed on a piece of paper which I have attached using blue pa- blue tack to the kitchen wall. The idea behind the colouring is that you do a little bit of colouring every single day. There is something incredibly joyful about doing colouring every single day. Uh, I've only been doing it for three days but the opportunity to go right up close and to colour right up to the edges and to pick out really garish colours is It's the equivalent of letting myself go, even though it's tempered with the, the pressure to make sure that all the colouring in is incredibly neat and precise and doesn't go over the black line. And when I go over the black line, a little bit of me dies because it feels as though I have cheated. It is a bizarre process to be 43 years old and to be deriving pleasure from colouring in. It's in the process of doing that colouring in that I've been thinking about that acquaintance. We've only exchanged one or two messages with one another in a way that actually when we first met we weren't engaging in conversation on email, we weren't engaging in conversation via Twitter or Facebook or text. We talked to one another directly. I didn't really know very much about that acquaintance when we were talking face to face. It is only through fairly intermittent communications, usually digital, that I've come to learn quite a lot about that individual. And what I found out about that individual was he is a terrific storyteller. He is a terrific writer. He has the ability to conjure up all manner of seemingly insignificant details and, and describe them in such a way that you are there with him in that moment that to me is brilliant writing as I was colouring in one of the many decorations on the tree it got me thinking about where we started and what we wanted to do that evening class where we were encouraged to think outside the box and create audio to tell stories in a fresh engaging way The way in which that evening class gave us permission to do anything we wanted to because there were no rules and no boundaries. There were no schedules. There were no editors with their own vision of what a piece of audio should be. Giving you direction about how they thought your audio could be made more in their vision. It was incredibly liberating and exciting, a brilliant starting point. Where am I now? When I think back to what started then, or what was started creatively then, that freedom and the, and the joy of experiencing the freedom to create whatever it is that you want, and the, the freedom to explore different ways in which you want to create things, when I think about that and then I think about where I am now in terms of creativity there is a little bit of sadness and the sadness is about the fact that as soon as you get lots of different people involved in a creative process the initial idea is watered down as soon as you get lots of different people involved in the creative process, every single decision results in a compromise. And the more compromises there are, the less enthusiasm there is to realise the original concept. It becomes, it becomes increasingly more difficult for me to get excited about somebody else's idea. I've worked on something over the past couple of weeks, a short video, a one-minute-long video. People are still obsessed by the fact that apparently human beings cannot concentrate for any longer than three minutes. If you, if you force them to listen to anything longer than three minutes, somehow they will go through some awful, hideous experience, or worse, they will just switch off halfway through. Apparently, we cannot trust people to maintain their attention. Apparently we don't trust people to create things which might possibly go beyond three minutes uh, because we don't believe that anybody can create content which will be compelling enough to keep people listening for three minutes or longer. So you can imagine when somebody asked me to produce something which lasted a minute, a little bit of me panicked. How on earth? How on earth could I possibly squeeze in this little key message that you want to convey into a minute. That isn't the way I work. That isn't the way I derive pleasure. And how on earth is it going to work? Why are we even wasting our time? And a whole variety of other questions raced through my mind. Thank God I didn't say them out loud because I'm sure it would have been a career limiting exchange. I captured way too much material. I tried to be quite ruthless with my original draft. I was quite ruthless. I felt like I was being ruthless and it felt awful. It felt like I was having to run to catch up with the merry-go-round. The merry-go-round that I didn't want to go on because it just goes round and round and round and it's very quick and it's boring. There's no joy in it. It just does that thing. It goes around for a minute and then that's it. You get off. What's the point in it? Let's just look at it. But even that first draft, that first edit, felt like I was having to run to catch up with a merry-go-round. And in the process of running to catch up with it, I was leaving stuff behind. Stuff that I wasn't giving myself a chance to even look at, or to experience, or to see on the screen. It was an incredibly ruthless process. And still, at the end of that first edit, I had a minute and a half. And the video absolutely had to be a minute long, no longer. It had to be, it had to convey humour, it had to feature at least four contributors, it needed to tell a story, there needed to be a beginning, a middle and an end. It was a horrible, horrible process. We then had to lose another 30 seconds. I sort of got into the flow of things then. Once I got used to the idea of hacking stuff away, then I started to be really quite brutal. And then I identified that actually there was a certain amount which you could trust the audience to understand. Not everything needs to be spelt out. Not everything needs to be spelt out in really large letters, probably Arial and maybe in bold, because we can trust the audience to get stuff that's implied. Who knew? So I would got it down to 50 seconds. And then we had to get two additional shots in it, which themselves had were visual, uh, and they had impact and they were the conclusion to the film and the gag if you like they were the gag they were they were the they were the whole point of the thing and when those two shots were put in we were just one minute over a little bit of moving stuff around and putting this over that and making sure that that audio bled into this screen somehow we managed to do it in a minute I do not look on that. Even though, even though that makes me laugh. Even though I can see it meets the brief. I do not look on that with any sense of joy. And that took a day and a half. I'm pleased with it. Everybody else is pleased with it. But there is no joy in it. Because we're all too much in a hurry. And we're, we're all thinking that other people are in too much of a hurry to pay attention and if we are creating content, if we are creating stuff, then we are in danger of feeding an audience, feeding a generation with stuff which doesn't have the time factored into it to reflect. We are making assumptions that people do not have the time or won't devote the time to consider what they've seen and reflect on how it makes them feel. Or to reflect on how it makes them think. Or to reflect on how it changes their thinking. And that seems a terrible shame. Because that isn't storytelling. That's panicking. And I find myself in a world where the creative possibilities depend on how much time available we think those people who might listen or watch the stuff we're creating have available to them and that is in itself a compromise when we have the tools and the platforms to create things which are not bound by schedules or assumptions and looking back on that sense of excitement and that sense of joy that i had when i first saw that creative headland i look on it now and think god what i i'd forgotten it looked like that i'd completely forgotten I don't remember what the, what the path is to follow, what the, what the coordinates are. I don't remember what the coordinates are in order to get back to that place. And that seems a terrible, terrible shame.